0: you are listening to the scars and guitars podcast my name is andrew mackay smith and this is my conversation with the members of a band from perth called dark universe the reason for the conversation is to promote the band's brand new album called into the black let's hear what they have to say here we go so if everybody's there why don't, yeah. we, why don't we kick things off and and let's do some introductions starting with yourself jamie Okay, I'm Jamie Page, I'm the
1: um, self-appointed leader of Dark Universe, <laughs> and I, I'm obviously the guitar player. Um, we have Donna Green,
2: hello, the
1: vocalist, hello. Him. Michael Byrne, our legendary drummer, who's yes. just throwing his cymbals oh, yeah. together, and oh, Craig Skelton, the man, we call him the crape, Caped Crusader, because he <laughs> can do anything, <laughs> with two hands tied behind his back.
0: Okay, so you'd be playing uh, bass and also keys, is that right?
3: Uh, yeah, live, um, live I just play the bass, but um, recording-wise, uh, I do all the keyboards and
0: bass. Okay, good on you. I'm a bassist actually. I play guitar and bass, but my stage instrument is bass, so I've, I've got to learn. I think, well, actually, I've got to relearn about forty or fifty bloody songs for this Saturday night. So, wish me luck. <laughs>
1: We played, right? We played. he's found a kindred spirit here, yeah. I
0: think. Oh, yeah, you just got to do it some days. I play everything from Kylie Minogue songs, Blondie, uh, m- more modern pop and when I say modern pop and rock, anything from the 70s up to now, but all stuff that would be on mainstream radio, if you like, because that's what people want to listen to, unfortunately. Um, I'd love to play the kind of stuff uh, that, that you, I mean, your wonderful music, I'd love to play that stuff like Dio and Ingve Malmsteen sort of stuff, but unfortunately, people in pubs and clubs... Want to hear all of the uh, the popular FM material? That's okay. I suppose at least I've got a creative outlet. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's
3: it. I, that's We've it. Done that. So let's. Yes, okay. I play everything at the moment. My repertoire consists of anything from Mozart to Jamie Page's stuff.
0: So. Okay. Yeah. You got to be versatile as a bassist. So I can definitely put my hand up for that. The only the the irony is, even though I almost interview exclusively the musicians that fall under the banner of hard rock and heavy metal, punk, so noisy stuff. Let's just put it that way. I've never played it. That's the irony. (laughs) you know. But uh, look, let's talk about your wonderful new album, Into the Black, because I'm hearing a lot of beautifully atmospheric keys wrapping around guitar playing that reminds me so much of a cross between Tony Iommi and J.K. Lee. So I hope that's a comparison that that sounds about right. The rhythm section is wonderfully tight. And I was actually trying to work out whose vocal performance Donna reminded me of. And what I came up with, and this is before I read your bio on Facebook, I came up with Lynn Turner and Mark Bowles. Now, as far as I'm concerned, that's a real compliment because I love Yngwie Malmsteen as a guitarist, but I've always felt that he can attract incredibly talented and appropriate vocalists. So anyway... Overall, I feel as though the band is somewhat of a spiritual successor to the music produced by David Coverdale and Whitesnake to cap things off. So would you agree with my mini comparisons there? And I'll also invite you all to tell me what your thoughts are on the album.
3: Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, I, think, I think they're um, valid and, and quite praiseworthy comparisons. Thank you very much. Very flattered.
1: Yeah, our, our influences are quite diverse. So, um, you know, we will arrange – I mean, the, the the main influences for me are probably going back to Led Zeppelin. That's that's the root of all evil for me. That's what I love. But, you know, we take little bits of Sabbath. We take Genesis, Pink Floyd, all the prog influences as well. Mm-hmm. So and we're quite happy to just mix it up and throw it out there. Now, I've personally been through – my Ingui phase and my Jakey Lee phase, my Randy Rhodes phase. Um, but if I had to have a real love of guitar players, it would be Jeff Beck and David Gilmore.
0: Okay, yeah, I yeah. can definitely hear that too. Yeah.
1: As I've got older, I think I've realised that less is more—a little bit more, even though that's not always apparent. You know, you'll hear that a lot of <laughs> the album is very structured yeah. on the whole, because yep. I'm trying to play for the song rather than to show off. But, you know, everyone seems to hear something different in it, which is brilliant, and that's the beauty of the band is that we can show such a diverse range of influences and um, and spiritual uh, vibe through the music as well. We're about that too, you know, throwing our heart and soul yeah. into what we do.
2: There's a natural alchemy between the band members. You know, we feed off each other really well and um, able to... Um, You know, complement each other, I think. That's one of the things that I I love about our band. You know, we always make Mm -hmm. green for each other and the growth that we've got between us. But it's alchemical. It's definitely alchemical.
0: Okay, yeah, I love that word, alchemical, because that is what it sounds like. I mean, I I didn't come up with that word when I was writing down epithets to try to describe the music, but that's one that I missed, but it definitely fits. And because it is so alchemical, I need to ask, how on earth did you find each other? Was there some guiding hand, do you think some spiritual guiding hand behind how you all met? Because, and I've mentioned I'm a musician having done this for 25 years or so, it's extraordinarily hard to find like-minded musicians oftentimes, but you guys all seem to be kindred musical souls.
2: Yeah, there's a real esoteric blend between us, I think. Yeah. Could be,
0: could
1: be because we're in Perth. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, everybody in, knows yeah,
1: everyone in this town. That's
2: exactly right. We've we've all known of each other for a million years, and Jamie uh-huh. and uh-huh. Mick have played together for many, many years, and
1: we've grown up together. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Michael and myself. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. I guess in, in
3: Probably the. A slight yeah. odd one out uh, in the. We adopted
1: I, you earlier.
2: I though.
3: moved to Perth uh, at the beginning of '92 yeah. uh,
2: right.
3: after being a, an East Coast resident. Um, serendipitous the way that Jamie and I met. Um, I actually was having a meeting with the band I was in at the time, and the ex bass player of that band knew Jamie and and rang me up and said, oh, "Jamie wants to do this gig, but I think you'll be much better suited to it." Than uh, than he than he would be. So uh, he gave me Jamie's number. I called. Uh, I rang Jamie and uh, uh, did that gig and and we've been um, partners in crime ever since.
1: Yeah, it's a very, very fascinating way it sort of came about because yeah. um, Craig sort of magically appeared out of nowhere. Yeah,
2: yeah. with before, his cape for a guitar
1: <laughs> god's show. Yes, and um, right. Donna just happened to be. Side stage at the time because Donna was organising this particular guard, guitar guitar show. Yes, mm-hmm. and Donna came up on stage. Lightning struck, and yeah. bang! That was the future etched in etched in stone. Yeah, for us, we yeah. knew where we were going. Yeah,
2: well, it was a surprise though. It was too. a surprise. A, 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 a was serendipitous, a serendipitous mm. surprise. Yeah,
1: you know, Michael and I had worked together for years. Mm-hmm. I love Michael's style of drumming, mm, Don't we all you know, be- just it's such a wonderful style, and it really drives and you know, really makes the band. So to put that final element in was just just magical for us. And to put mm-hmm. it in the studio, it just, it gelled brilliantly straight away. The band, yeah. whenever we play, no matter what guys we play and it just gels. Yeah. yeah. We've made for each other.
2: Optimum respect for each other too. I think. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I guess we've been down the road a little way and you've you travelled far enough. I think you um find a special place and you kind of stay there. You know, you know when
0: yeah. to stay there. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Oh look, I've I've had all types of people and and I mean I'm not a hard taskmaster or anything like that, but it's been a bloody hard road for anybody in a band, really, isn't it? And when you find people that are kindred spirits, like you mentioned, and you've also got that technical ability to meet on the same page musically, you just you you know, you cherish it, don't you? You mine it but you cherish it. You do.
3: Absolutely, you latch onto it with both hands and try to never let go because it's really hard to put it together, but once you've got it, you, you've got to do everything you can to hang on to it. Mm.
0: So what, another, another thing I really liked about your presentation is the album artwork. So can you tell me what that symbolises?
1: That's partly a job for Donna because Donna actually did the artwork, so you're nice. talking to the subject. But Donna...
2: Oh, well, I I think um, it actually was an extension um, from the first album that we did, which was Dark Universe itself, which was an EP. Mm -hmm. Um, And the artwork uh, started there because we're Dark Universe, we have the colours that we we are, um, spiritual colours, if you like, Mm -hmm. Uh, and um, being that there are plenty of black holes in space and uh, we don't mind travelling down a wormhole to visit any extraterrestrial planets to see what they've got on offer musically. Mm. Um, so we try and encapsulate that within the music and the artwork. The, the music actually inspires the artwork. So I sat and listened to music and, you know, everything that we've ever discussed and basically, you know, it migrates and finds its way onto the artist's
1: palette and becomes the CD cover. So,
0: interesting. okay, so... Interesting. Sorry, sorry. You, go. you go. Sorry, you go.
1: It's interestingly enough, a lot of it, it's like art imitating life, imitating art, because a lot of the songs were inspired by art pieces in the first place. Mm. So, you which know, I was
2: aware of as well. Which
1: yeah. Donna was aware of, but you know, we've got just got this common vision. Yeah. That the music conjures
0: for yeah. us, and yeah. it tends
1: to almost paint itself. That's exactly right. Yeah.
0: The other thing was, Donna, I really, when I was watching the YouTube videos that are available, I love your moves on stage. Now, that's obviously the elements of that are choreographed, but how much of that is something that you do in the moment and it's a reaction to how you're feeling?
2: There's nothing choreographed about it at all, not even a little bit. That's just me in the essence of the song, moving however the music takes, wherever the music takes me. So there's nothing, you know, anything that happens that looks like it's choreographed is just happenstance.
0: There you go. So every performance is unique in that regard.
2: Absolutely correct, yeah. If you come to one show and see something that you're hoping to see on the second show, you might not see that on the second show. You might see something completely different, perhaps a kind of stack. (laughs) There you
0: go, yeah, yeah.
2: It depends on the room, it depends on the crowd, it depends on the sound in the room, it depends on quite a few factors, but you'll always get all of me wherever we go, and that goes for all of us.
0: It's interesting, I'm not going to mention any bands' names and their internationally touring band names, but I've seen them, it's fair to say, a decade a decade apart, some of these bands, and they're bringing literally the same moves that they had for each song, for the different performances. So a decade apart, they've got the same moves and the same song when they're performing it. And you think... There's it's, go- interesting,
2: up- it's interesting, though, because sometimes the moves become um, sort of memory uh, cues... As well, so you know, um, you know, as much as the music is, uh, you know, leads you, um, it also leads you physically, and it sometimes will help you to remember the line you're singing when you Mm -hmm. use the same move three times, you know. So (laughs) yeah,
1: it's it's all yeah. It's a bit of an emotional (laughs) response too. Put your left leg in. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah, yeah. Put your left leg in and leave it there.
0: (laughs) And, uh, Jamie, I love that Ibanez Universe guitar that you're playing in the band's videos as well. So were you inspired by a player like Steve Vai or Trag Zagto who has a deeper, more death metal sound from Morbid Angel to pick up the guitar?
1: Yeah, for me, um, I love Steve Vai. Um, I was probably inspired by people like Robert Fripp originally. Mm-hmm. You know? <coughs> and um, uh, you mentioned Tony Iommi. Tony Iommi was a huge influence, Randy Rhodes huge influence i wasn't really into the death metal-y sort of players as such but i had a, a vision in my head for my guitar sound even as a little kid that had to be deathly heavy and i was always mucking around with tuning the guitar down to low Z even as a little one hmm. and everyone was frowning on it and how much distortion i put on it and how many fuzz pedals i had linked up together mm-hmm. <laughs> but eventually found a way to do it <laughs> and um I basically took a seven-string home one day, and thought, you know, "I'm going to have fun with this. I'm going to play it." The song "Deepest Black" came out of it, and um, I remember listening to a strange little band called Electric Wizard, which was this really dirty, nasty, horrible, satanic heavy metal band. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what? "This is me. This is so me." <laughs> so, you know, the seven-string and me have been inseparable since because it, it just gives me that gut-wrenching sort of visceral sort of thing that I love.
0: Mm. Okay, my next question, you've already alluded to it in, in a way, but I've been saying for a while now that I think Perth is the hotbed of the Australian music scene. So it's not about state of origin rivalry or anything. I've just interviewed a ton of bands from Perth because that well, we seems to be it, the most fertile ground at the moment.
2: Yeah, well, we call it the best rehearsal room for the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it
3: certainly does punch above its weight on a per capita basis as far as the number of quality bands across multiple genres that it's produced. Could be the isolation. Absolutely. I think true, that's too. a factor, definitely.
2: Yeah, before the start of the internet and all of that sort of thing, you know, um, media allowed us and TV allowed us and, you know, whatever things like, you know, um, what's the music show that we used oh, to have, Countdown, Countdown and stuff. And they would bring us whatever was the hotbed at the time. So we had that as our comparison level. So when we had bands coming through like, you know, your, your White Snakes or whatever and your Van Halens and your, you know, all of um, you had that as a level, you know, Deep Purple, all of that. It was a level that you thought was the level that you needed to rise to to be recognised in where you were at, you know, if you were going to be on uh, on par or be able to, you know, compete you know, with the rest of the world or be a part of the rest of the world musically. Um, but we, with that, you only ever saw the absolute produced product. You didn't really get to know what it was like to be where they were on a daily basis. So then when, you know, the rest of uh, the internet opens everything up and, you know, we get to see a bit more reality and, how much crap's out there, as well as how much goodness is out there, you know. I think um, it was what started us off. We we were isolated. We saw exactly. the best. We rose exactly. to be the best, um, and that's our goal, always our target.
0: There you go. And look, on that note, what do you hope into the black does for you? Is it I, I use the uh, my term? Is is it Kiss style world domination, or is it something closer to home?
3: I would take that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think your style of world domination is yeah. at least a quite first a step. Deal.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, the thing about um, the music that we create is that Australia doesn't really know how to market it and how to sell it. And so that becomes an issue and we're stuck with middle of the road, which is great. There's a lot of excellent music out there. Um, and I'm really proud of our, our, our artists from all genres in Australia Uh. But I think it's wrong to box Australia and tell it that for all of that it's been fed prior to the internet that we thought was the landmark that we were supposed to reach to isn't something that can be sold in our own country and has to be out of this country to get somewhere. So that's a bit of a shame. I would like to see Australia do that, be able to take the artists that are that have been inspired by the bands of our generation that are now doing things like we do and do something better with them than make us travel outside of our own country to be recognised within it.
0: There you go. All right. So final question, people listening, how can they get in touch with you guys and where can they find your music?
1: Okay. Um, I guess uh, our Facebook page is probably our most common source, yep, source at, of information, yep, which is at, Dark Universe AU. Yep, at Dark Universe
2: AU on Facebook, on Twitter.
1: And
2: Insta, Instagram. Uh, yeah.
1: We've got Dark Universe on Blue page Reverb Nation. Reverb Nation is popular too. Oh, yeah. I- iTunes is iTunes, where you can
2: purchase yeah. the material.
0: Excellent. All right. Thanks, guys. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay Smith, and that was my conversation with the members of a band from Perth called Dark Universe. Thank you so much for listening.